Before we begin, we taped this show on Tuesday, February 19th, and since then, Jussie Smollett has been arrested and charged with disorderly conduct related to filing a false police report. This is Millennially Speaking, a podcast about politics, pop culture, and everything in between. I'm David Latimer, and my co-host is Sherelle Boyer. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Awesome. So, the biggest news story this week that I'd like to talk about is about Jussie Smollett. Mm. So, for those who don't know, a few weeks ago, Jussie Smollett, he is an actor. He's on the show Empire on Fox. Um, He reported an incident that occurred... Uh, in Chicago, where he says he was accosted by two men who were yelling racial and homophobic slurs at him, uh, and then he was assaulted by these two men. Um, They were also shouting things like MAGA country, referring to Make America Great Again. Uh, They dumped bleach on him or some kind of chemical on him. Um, so, So this was all the stuff that they were saying or he reported to the police. Now they're investigating it potentially as... Uh, somehow a setup that he set this whole thing up dun, dun, dun. yeah there's there's some evidence piling up that he potentially paid the two men in fact as of this taping the suspects were released and actually said that he paid those two um there's records of them buying the rope that was used as a noose to tie around his neck right um and there's just lots and lots of evidence piling up so Basically, what I would like to ask you is, what do you think about all this? This is absolutely insane because he had my full support when this first, when I first saw the the whole story on Instagram, I was like, oh my gosh, everyone loved him. Like if anything, he was great because he was openly gay on a primarily like African-American show and It really helps, you know, gay men in the community come out and be comfortable and be, you know, happily black and gay. So I was like, wow, you know, this guy is great. And then this whole situation happened. And I was like that that is so sad. But at the same time, it's I was happy that he was open with it because he was showing that this still happens in America. You know, like these hate crimes, especially against gay people and the homophobics out there, they're still out there hurting that community. And I was like, you know, happily that he came out with it. Story was out. And then this happens. Well, and that's the problem is, do you think maybe people were too quick to just trust the story and just believe it outright? Because I know with the Me Too movement and everything, it's obviously, you know, we always believe the victim fully. And and when someone comes forward, generally, they are usually telling the truth. Right. And that's that's a good thing to to always want to believe people. But how far do you go in terms of believing everything they say? Because there are a lot of holes and there are a lot of, you know, warning signs that we really should have seen um, ahead of time because one of the things was that he uh, refused to give up his phone because at the time he also said he was on his phone with or on a phone call with his manager. Right. uh, And he refused to give up his phone for the police to search it. Now, that's not necessarily indicating anything, but it's just the idea that it it would be a simple thing to confirm that and why would he not just want to cooperate well that on top of it if you really want this story out there like he did you would probably turn over i'd say here's my phone here's my social security number take it like you know this is this is what really happened but now i'm like listening to it and it was just things that i don't think anyone that was committing a serious hate crime would fully think out to do you have two big 
bodybuilder like black guy screaming out make america great again yeah there are there are two nigerian men who say that they were also extras on the show empire mm -hmm. um and they worked out with smollett uh at the gym oh so they have a history together yeah they they have a history and that's what it's amazing that he even thought if this is true that he staged this whole thing how he could get away with it because the two primary suspects I mean, you could connect the dots very quickly. Right. Like, this whole thing has come together. He reported this on, I think it's said January 29th. Here we are, like, just three weeks later, and we're already completely turning around the entire investigation. This like, it's amazing. so crazy. Um, and something that I was interested in is, you know, um, I was just looking up potentially some other instances of this happening. I found a, a CNN article from a woman back in 2013 she is gay and she's a waitress and she said she lost her job after she had lied about a customer denying her a tip for being gay. Um, so oh. it's it's another instance of someone playing on this. Yeah. Their likelihood or whatever. Exactly. Like trying to create something out of nothing and lying about, you know, oh, I'm gay and somebody denied me a tip because they didn't like that I was gay. And that's a really, really dangerous road to go down because... These kinds of things do happen. You're right. You know, and smallest it, thing does happen. It is equivalent to like when people claim rape and all that other Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. And, and that's it's, and it's just giving fuel to that theory. And it makes it so that it's less likely for people to believe victims because those people should be believed if they're and most of the time they are telling the truth. But then when you get these small little incidents of someone not telling the truth it becomes like that is just the, it's the blanket face. default. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's the face of the problem. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's just, why wouldn't you believe him? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's a big star. Celebrities, there were so many. I found out this story through Instagram because I was seeing his picture everywhere on Instagram. So I was like, oh, my gosh, is he dead? And then I'm looking. You had Taraji, Snoop Dogg, um, Lala, like, just big celebrities, especially in the community, that were posting these pictures and saying, you know, I'm here for you, whatever you need. And these pictures were getting likes. Mm -hmm. So to find out that he would, you know, make false claims on this. Yeah. And, and he didn't even do it right. I'm sorry, but no two black guys are walking down the street screaming to a black young gay guy, make America great again. Exactly. And walking around with a rope. Yeah, exactly. And the whole thing it's saying, the, the whole incident stems from... Uh, a note or a letter he got in the mail, a, a basically a death threat in the mail, um, and he believes that it wasn't getting enough attention, it wasn't getting enough coverage. Um, but now they're because... investigating to see was that even a real letter. So it's kind of like, why? Like, is, is, how much? I mean, is Empire still on? Like, is yeah. he, is he mm -hmm. not getting enough attention from Empire? Like, well, that was the other thing is they're saying there was some rumor that he was being written off the show, and that was another reason why he was acting out. Um, oh. I, and I don't understand that logic, but Fox has denied that. Fox has said that he there's no intention of him being written off the active. show. Okay. Uh, except at this point, uh, there are now reports that upcoming episodes that return in March, uh, his scenes are being cut back. He will still appear in some ensemble scenes, but a lot of his storylines are being cut back as this investigation goes on. Good. Um, and I think this is career suicide. Um, <laughs> it's suicide altogether. Yeah, and like, this is so He could pointless. face jail time. He could face in in Chicago. That is a felony, and you could face, um, you know, minimum of a year. Yeah, you're the boy that cried wolf. Exactly, and and exactly what I said is that this, it denies people who actually suffer from hate crimes. It 
makes it so that their claims do not sound legitimate. And that is a big, big problem. It's an issue because mm-hmm. now it's, and you know, at first, like when everyone was claiming the rape, you can go out and say, I was raped and people will take you seriously. Mm-hmm. Now there's steps that you have to take. Okay. And then there's kits that, you know, the rape kit and all that other stuff. So only God knows what's going to happen mm-hmm. now that when situations like this and who would ever think that he would take it as far because there were pictures of him where his face was, it was brutally, it mm-hmm. was bad. And, you know, to think that he would just, you know, make this whole claim and it just not be true. It's it's sad. I don't know what's going to come of this, but uh, I mean, based on what we're hearing, obviously nothing good could come of it. And I think he's he's going to end up being cut from Empire. I just I don't see Ooh, everyone even even if even if somehow it ends up being that, you know, he's didn't make it up or whatever. I, I think there's just too much surrounding it that I think he's going to end up getting cut from the show. Definitely. American Scandal Empire Edition. So I wanted to talk about something that I was a little bit intrigued by. Famous death row last meals. Um, Because I'm very just intrigued. Like, I mean, people ask a lot of times for whatever reason on dating profiles or just in general, you know, what's your favorite food or what's your favorite meal? Right. But this goes like a step beyond it because if it's the last thing you will ever, ever eat and it's provided to you for free, what would it be? Um, So I, I put it out to my friends on Facebook and I asked. I had one person say lobster with a side of crab legs, and I had two others agree with that. Mm, um, that sounds good. Somebody said a 48-ounce porterhouse, medium rare, baked sweet potato, and grilled asparagus. Carbs don't count when you're dead. I'm uh, here for it. <laughs> uh, I'm about it, but, like, you like vegetables that much that you're like, oh, my last meal, we're having, I'm sorry, my last meal will not include anything green. <laughs> Uh, somebody else said there's this very fancy $1,500, 24-karat gold steak. I'm not trying anything new on oh, my no. deathbed. no. That's, that's <laughs> a little much. Yeah. Somebody said filet mignon and a pecan pie. Mm, Maybe. Okay. Uh, a triple cheeseburger with triple cheese, two cans of Pepsi, a pound bag of Skittles, and an apple. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I will die with pimples <laughs> on my face, and I'm here for it. You don't even care because you're going to die. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and lastly... Probably the most bizarre, I think, was a bowl of tricks, the original. Not uh, here for it. You don't Not. do you like tricks? Tricks are for kids. Tricks are good. Tricks are for kids. You hear they're coming back with the original shapes though, right? I'm a grown woman. I don't see that. I'm sorry. Um <laughs> But I was I was very interested in what are some famous last meals because there have been plenty of people that are put on death row that uh, you know, they know it's going to be their last meal, so right. they pick something. And a lot of them are pretty interesting. So, Sherelle, I know you did a little bit of looking and seeing what some of these famous last meals were. So hit me with a few famous last meals. I do. Okay, so John Gacy, he killed 33 boys and was executed in 1994. Mm-hmm. And do you know what his last meal was? I do not. What is his last meal? It was French fries, 12 fried shrimp, and a pound of strawberries. The french fries and shrimp were from KFC on top of that. I did not know they had shrimp at KFC. Neither did I. But this was also 1994. True. But, you know, KFC has good breading. So whatever they're making. Oh, do you disagree? Look, it's just when I think of biscuits, like Popeye's ain't the only one with dry biscuits. Oh, you don't like the Colonel? (laughs) Oh, no. Ooh, the Colonel's where it's at. (laughs) Is it Uh, though? Is it? mm, This could be another topic. (laughs) 
but um, no, I, I really like the fried food angle. That's probably where I would go is try Definitely. something really, really just gross. Like the my one friend who said a, a triple cheeseburger, like absolutely something really nasty, really fattening. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What else? Ready for another one? Yeah. All right. Timothy McVeigh. Mm-hmm. He... Oh, that was the Oklahoma City bomber. Yes. Yeah, okay. He killed 168 people in that bomb. Right. It was pretty bad. Yeah. So he was executed in 2001, and he had a very odd last... It wasn't even a meal. It was a snack. What did he have? He had two pints of mint chocolate chip ice cream. I don't even... All right. First of all, I don't like ice cream that much anyway. I'm lactose. You're like, yeah, and and God would be like, mm, girl, wait outside the gates until you're yeah, done. And that's that's a terrible way to go out. And I just, I don't know, mint chocolate chip, like, I don't know. I like thin mints. I don't like mint you chocolate like chip mint ice cream chocolate though. Chip? Yeah, I don't really like mint chocolate chip. Oh, like you said, another segment. No, you're right. <laughs> um, what else? Okay, so the last one is very bizarre. Mm-hmm. Okay, so everyone's on the whole Ted Bundy thing since, you know, his special came out on Netflix, Zac mm-hmm. Efron's in his movie. We're all trying to figure out if he's hot or not, but that's another topic. Oh, my gosh. But for his meal, he ate. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. He didn't eat. He refused his meal. Why? Because he is a crazy serial killer. Hmm. Yes. I mean, I get it, I guess. Maybe. Actually, no. I no, I, I don't. I, I don't get it because yeah. it's your last meal paid for by the state. Like, I absolutely would pick something. You even can if... get anything you want. Exactly. I'd be difficult. I'd be super difficult. Like, exactly. I don't know. Cheryl, what would you pick as your last meal? Oh, okay. If I was a criminal and I did this right, say I was, you know, I'm going to be in the middle of the country. What's in the middle of the country? Like Kentucky or uh, what's in the middle of the country? Kansas. All right. I'm in Kansas on death row. I don't even know if they have death row. I would be so difficult. I would want shrimp, actually, shrimp and lobster from this place called Weathermain. And mm-hmm. it's in Maine. And it's only in Maine. So I'd get that from Maine. And then I would get something also from the ocean in Oregon. I would get something delivered for me from there. Oh, so for you, it's less about getting something you want and more about just being difficult. Yeah, but I'm also going to get what I want. Okay. You're killing me. <laughs> like, let me live a little bit. Well, you did do something that was deserving of killing you, so. Um, you're not an angel. In this topic. scenario, you're not an angel. And I would have a giant pizza, and I would have four burgers from Wendy's. Ooh. I know. Oh, and I'm not forgetting french fries. Oh, for for sure. Exactly. And I don't drink soda, so we're just going to throw a Sprite in there for me. What about you? I'm very interested, because you're a <sighs> health freak. Hmm. Yeah, see, like I said, nothing green when I'm on death row. It's all, my favorite foods are like appetizers and fried foods. Right. So like from Applebee's, you know, the like the mac and cheese thing with the chicken tenders on it. You know that? Okay. Okay. Because that thing's like really good and I never get it because like. Because you're a health freak. Because like calories. Yeah. Um. So I probably want like something like that. Um. I think I would want. Because the best fries in the universe are at Arby's. And at me if you are mad, but um, <laughs> loaded curly fries from Arby's. Actually, um, I have had their curly fries. Their loaded curly fries are the bomb. At Outback, I would want a oh. Bloomin' Onion. Because oh, a Bloomin' Onion bougie. is, um, again, fried, gross, like really. Because every time I go to Outback, I always like their apps. And I eat too much of the apps. And then by the time I get my steak, I'm not Don't hungry. Don't eat it. That's all I really wanted anyway. So, like, we didn't have to get anything else here. Like, that was fine with me. So, uh, that would probably be my last meal and it would be really disgusting, but, like, totally Oh, my worth gosh. It. Can I ask one question? What? 
people's tax dollars are going to their last meal. Yeah. Welcome to America. Okay. Last thing I want to talk about was the onslaught of Disney animation reboots. Yay! So, a few years ago, uh, the Beauty and the Beast reboot came out uh, with Emma Watson. And from what I understand, it was a very good movie. Never saw it. Neither did I, because yeah, it, it just didn't interest me. Um, yeah. I was in that show. You were in that show as well we when we were, were in high school. We were. You were the wardrobe. Bag. I had a name. Do you remember the name? No. <laughs> it was Ma- like Madame. Madame de la Grande Bouche. Which I know stands for Lady with the Big Mouth. <laughs> and that is perfect for me. How name. accurate. And what were you again? You were um, the clock? I was Cogsworth. I was the clock. Yes. Yeah. Oh. So what a, what a fun experience. So we know that show, but I still didn't really have an interest in seeing that movie. I was comfortable with the animation, with the yeah, animated well, version. That's what I'm confused about is... If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. This year, they're actually releasing three uh, films that are reboots of classic animated movies. There's a, a Dumbo remake, a Lion King remake, yes. and uh, Aladdin. Your girl's in The Lion King. Right. I'm just confused. Beyonce. Like, If it's not adding to the story, if we're not doing anything different with the story... What is the point in doing this? Okay. Other than, obviously, a money grab by Disney. We already know that. We're we're all aware of that. But other than that, what is the point? Let me add, first of all, Lion King, just off the trailer, looked like the most amazing thing. Screw Dumbo. I'm not excited to see that. An elephant with giant ears. No. Well, Well, now, hold on. Dumbo actually has a different... There's a there's an issue with the Dumbo movie. Um, I don't know if you you ever seen the original no, Dumbo animated movie. I, I wasn't into Dumbo. Well, so that actually came out a long time ago. So like a lot longer 60s? than like Aladdin and The Lion King. Right. That came out way before. Um, the issue with that, they actually do have to change the story, but not for a good reason. They have to change it because one of the characters um, is a crow and his name is Jim Crow. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. So Disney, you, you're cut. So... <laughs> So you, when redoing that movie, you're now having to change the story for a good reason, obviously. But right. it's kind of like, uh, this goes it's back. like, don't let's just leave it in the past where it belongs because that movie has some really deep ties into a really bad place in it's, history. What's that? Huckle, is it Huckleberry Finn? Where yeah. they had like the whole racist thing. They wanted to make that a movie and that was canceled. Yeah, so you we want should... me to do a remake of Huck Finn? Or that's, mm, <laughs> yeah, no. We're going to leave it where it is. But Lion King, like... That isn't like just the trailer looks so amazing. I would say Lion King's in first place, and then after would be Aladdin. Mm-hmm. I'm only excited uh, because Will S- ah! Will Smith is like the father of everyone on Instagram now. He's like everyone's dad. I don't know. I thought that leaked image or or, or just released image of Will Smith. Um, Cause he's blue. Uh, double D, double D. I'm lost. I don't. I don't get it. But what was he supposed to be? He's the genie. Uh, it just, he looks so weird. I don't like it. It's, no. it's wrong. It looks wrong. And that might be true. Like, oh, the visuals look amazing. But again, still, what's the point? If the just the imagery is amazing, okay, well then what are we, what are we doing? If we're not adding to the story, what's the point of telling this story again? Because just because it looks real. pretty. And it's honestly, people are losing their creativity. Oh, well, that's, that's 100% exactly. true. And classic Disney has, it's such a heartwarming story, certain stories. I'm not a huge Disney fan, unfortunately. I'm not. You're not one of those Disney girls that- You will not see me being a Disney fan, which if they do do a remake of Princess and the Frog, I'm here for it. Like a live action Princess and the Frog? 
She's beautiful. I should play her. Mm. But anyhow. I was thinking like Carrie Washington would be a really good. She would. Were you thinking that? She w- see? See? We're on it. So, all right. So let's everyone somebody <laughs> let's call this. Disney because yes. Carrie Washington. She's here. I'm Absolutely. here for it. Yes. Olivia Pope at it. But I don't know. I think Disney needs to. Everybody in general just needs to stop with the reboots. I want to see some original content. I want to see new stories. I want to see mm. real like like even things like um, Frozen. That came, that was a a movie that that came from a story that it's telling it in a slightly different way. Right. Um, Like it was, it was the Snow Queen that they were actually working on prior to Snow White, which came out in the thirties. So like, this is a movie that's been, you know, like 80 years in development. So that, that's okay. Yeah. That movie was in development for about 80 years in, in some form or another. And they, they mastered it though. Yeah. And, and, and I get that. Like taking a spin on a story that currently exists that's what all storytelling is most movies are somehow of some form of a, a story that exists in a new way right i just don't get why you do the exact same story it only came out maybe 20 years ago with in like the lion king and aladdin and you're doing it again in the pretty much exact same way because how many times is beyonce going to say okay to doing a disney movie i'm just saying do we need beyonce though Oh, we need Beyonce. I don't know. I think it's I think it's a little much. I think it's egregious. Like I said, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yep. People are still watching the animated version to this day. Lastly, we have our micro assessments for the week. Yay. Mine is on Ariana Grande. So Ariana Grande is the first artist since the Beatles to hold the top three spots on Billboard's Hot 100 chart, which, that's pretty crazy. I I mean, I didn't realize that since then there really hadn't been anyone that had done the same thing. Um, And I just wanted to look it up, see... Yeah, it's uh, Seven Rings, Break Up With Your Girlfriend on Board, and Thank You Next are the, the three songs that are on that list. The three songs that I absolutely hate. (laughs) <laughs> not a big ariana grande fan i'm not and no. I, I i like her that's the thing i do like her her music is just too young and pop for me mm-hmm. i mean i mean i think she's good um she and I, blow. I think these songs are in for what they are i think they are really good just for reference uh for the beatles the singles that were in their top three were can't buy me love twist and shout and do you want to know a secret? And that was in April of 1964. So if you want to compare those three songs with these three songs, go ahead. Uh, mm. I would not recommend doing that because you're going to get a lot of hate all. for that. But well, they compared themselves to Jesus. So. That is true. So maybe <laughs> maybe we can. Uh, but I don't know. I think she's good. I don't think she's like worth standing for because that's like one of those things that that they I'm always say is like their stand culture and everyone yeah. just loves Ariana Grande. I don't get that. What's your micro assessment? So, you know, I always have to bring politics into it. Of course. Always. And it's no secret we're in a national emergency because mm. of our. I was hoping to avoid talking about <laughs> politics and the national emergency, but here we are. I have to bring it to you. Yeah. So, President Trump did declare a national emergency to free up funding for his famous wall between the U.S. and Mexico. And there are currently 16 states, including California, that are suing him due to them believing that this national emergency is just completely unlawful and 100% unconstitutional, in which I agree. And it's crazy because I watched a video of him the other day saying that, oh, so many other presidents have, you know, 
put us in a national emergency for their issues. Why aren't you coming at them the same way you're coming at me? What do you think? Do you think that the um, do you think this is unconstitutional? What's your stance on this? I think it could have been constitutional, but classic Trump, he said something he shouldn't have. And that was when he was, I believe he was in the Rose Garden at the White House and he was speaking with reporters or speaking to reporters and said he didn't have to do this. He didn't have to do the national emergency. He could have waited. And that Mm -hmm. right there, that statement right there is what I know all of those judges are just salivating over because... (laughs) That's right there is not a national emergency. If you say you can wait, that right there by definition is no longer an emergency. So if he really wanted this wall, he just needs to stop. In most cases, he needs to just stop talking so much because that's what's going to ruin any chance that he wants to pass something, any chance he wants to pass any kind of legislation or get anything done. Right. His mouth gets in the way or his fingers when he tweets gets in the way. Exactly. He needs to stop doing that because that's exactly it's the same thing with, um, you know, he could end up with collusion charges, not because of anything that Mueller finds out, but because he went on and did an interview with Lester Holt and said, I fired Jim Comey because of this whole Russia thing. One more question. So. During Obama administration, during his presidency, did we ever have one issue that we just spent so much time on? I mean, the the closest thing that comes to mind would be health care or the stimulus package were the right. two big legislative things. I think it leans more towards Trump wanting to please the base and do the wall. And which, tell me, this is your party. I mean, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I know that border security is an important thing and everyone agrees that we need to reform our immigration system. It's just how we do it. And we're getting caught in the semantics of wall versus no wall. We're caught up in all these semantics because it is such a divisive issue because... Trump made it this big issue that is now either you're with Trump or you're not with Trump. And if you are with Trump, you're then racist. So, of course, all of these, you know, people want to back away and they say, we don't want to touch this. We're not going to, you know, even try. And I don't blame them, but we're not going to get anywhere if we don't try. Your ancestors took the lash, the branding iron, humiliations and oppressions because one day they believed you would come along to flesh out the dream. Maya Angelou. And that's all for this edition of Millennially Speaking. I'm David Latimer. And I'm Sherelle Boyer. You can find us on Instagram at millennially underscore speaking. And send us your comments or questions to millenniallyspeaking at gmail.com. That's M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-L-L-Y speaking at gmail.com. We may even put some on the air. We'll be back next week. <laughs>